Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. We talk about all the things to better yourself, your family, your career, your dreams, your goals, and your life, and how God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. We are just two girlfriends who grew up in the bluegrass state of Kentucky with five brothers each and have reunited to take our dreams to the next level. Now we're inviting you to get out of your own way, girlfriend, and come on this ride because on this journey of a lifetime, we never arrive. Welcome back, ladies, to Girl Water Your Grass. We are so excited that you're back with us. Welcome everyone. And we hope that at this point you have gone to our website, girlwateryourgrass.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We hope that you're also, if you're enjoying the things you're hearing, if you are learning things, any of those gems, those nuggets that you are liking, sharing, subscribing, downloading all the things <laughs> as right. we share all the things on here. We have a very special guest with us here today, a dear friend of mine, a mentor of mine for the past 15 years and someone that I just love deeply. And I would like to welcome to our podcast, the owner and founder of Shaped by Faith, Mrs. Teresa Rowe. I feel like we need you. Here now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, you so much. Um, I'm honored to be on your podcast. It's awesome. Well, we, I've known Teresa about, I guess, close to 15 years and, um, have just, just really, she's just been a mentor in my life and I'm so grateful for her, but just always leveling me up in every way. And she is, um, I guess she really started your ministry through fitness and is an incredible fitness instructor that will get you in so much physical shape, but more than that, she'll get you in mental and spiritual shape. So we just wanted to invite her on here today to tell her story about how her, her ministry of shape by faith has, is really changing so many lives. It's reaching you know, start, you started out with just reaching women in our town and now it's grown to thousands and is, is in the millions. So we want to hear about Shape by Faith and just sort of a little about you and your story and how you got to where you are and what you're doing now. Absolutely. Well, it started a long time ago. Um, you know, it really boils down to, Teresa, are you going to say yes to God? You know, that's what it boils down to. And, and, um, Interesting enough, a lady in my fitness class, through her prayer, led me to the Lord. I'm amazed at the people that God sends into our lives for certain seasons to mature us and to prod us and um, to, to bring us into the calling that he created us to do. So I started teaching fitness classes um, a long time ago, like I said, on Offit Air Force Base, when I was around 19 years old, I got my training there. It was very interesting. A lady took me under her wings and she was teaching a class similar to Pilates. She didn't call it Pilates, but I caught on real quick. And 
after a few months, she just came over to me and she asked if she could speak to me after class. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did I do something wrong? And uh, was my alignment incorrect? Because once in a while she would correct alignment in a very, very kind way. And back in those days, teachers were going around the room and, and repositioning students and saying, do it this way. And, and that's the way things went back in the 80s and, and into the 90s. But she asked me if I'd be interested in becoming a fitness instructor. And without hesitation, I said, sure. And so she trained me. I got certified and I started teaching on base. And, and at the time, I lived in a smaller apartment complex. And so some of the ladies in the apartment complex got wind of it. And they said, hey, would you teach a fitness class here? And I'm like, well, I've got a little girl, so I don't know what I'm going to do with her. And they said, well, we will just take turns. Okay. So you teach us and then we'll watch the kids. We'll, we'll work it out between ourselves. So I also did that. It was a lot of fun. I knew nothing <laughs> at all. Um, but I, I love the way exercise lifted me, lifted me emotionally. Um, I didn't think about it spiritually then. I really didn't, but it did. It just made me overall feel good. And then, you know, um, from there, I just kept teaching more and more classes. And um, I, gosh, I don't even know how to get into this. And I don't want to take up a whole lot of time, but it was years later and I didn't feel too well. And I thought I was exhausted. And um, I was also teaching modeling classes and teaching fitness classes and running five different fitness studios, but I just didn't feel good. And you know, when you're, when you're teaching exercise and when you're taking care of your body, you know that you know when there's something off. Yeah. And I just felt like something was off. So I remember going into the military base and seeing different doctors and they just, you know, they're like, you're fine. I mean, and I do think um, the field of medicine has come a long way, especially when it comes to the heart and cardiovascular. And they would just look at the outside and say, you look good. But a year later, I had to go through my first open heart surgery. Um, I had three holes in my heart. They told me I had one. And it was, it was by the electrical wiring of the heart, which was, I guess, you know, pretty serious. Um, after that period of time, I determined in my mind, you're going back to teach in four weeks. It doesn't matter how you feel or <laughs> what's going on in your life. And so I did. I was very hard headed. I was very strong willed and I was very determined. Um, that's one thing God placed in me is it just this get up and go. It doesn't matter if, if you've fallen down, you get up and you keep moving forward. And it, it was just in me since I was a little girl. Um, but when I came back to teach classes, um, it hurt. I mean, I'll be honest, um, it hurt. And I, you know, I didn't talk about it because I was a real professional instructor. You don't talk about your personal life. They're here for a workout. They don't, you know, they don't want to hear about your personal life. At least that's what I thought. Um, and then I decided to move back to Kentucky. And that's when a lady in my fitness class talked to me after my class, she asked if she could pray for me. And I thought it was very strange, very odd. I was not a practicing Christian. I knew who God was. Uh, I threw up a few prayers here and there, but not a lot. And so I dismissed her in a very polite way. I let her know that I had to pick up my daughter 
um, at her preschool and that I thanked her, but I said, maybe another time. And that afternoon she showed up on my doorstep. Um, <laughs> it totally freaked me out. Freaked out. <laughs> I'm looking at my people and I'm like, are you kidding me? Um, what's going on here? And like, she, how does she know where I live? And it's not like she'd been to my home before she's in my fitness class. She kept knocking and knocking and I, I'll give the real short condensed version. Um, I opened the door to get rid of her bottom line. I just thought, just get this over with, you know, let her pray, let her whatever. And so I did. And she was very sweet, very kind. There was something about her that was very different. And by that, I mean, there was such a peace, such a calm, such a knowing, such a maturity, although she really wasn't that old, maybe a few years older than me. I was 26 at the time. And um, I let her in and basically she wanted to hold my hands to pray, which I thought was weird. <laughs> like, okay, can we just stand here and pray? <laughs> but, you know, it reminds me of the God pursues us. And I'm reminded of the, of the lady that pursued Christ and reached out and just touched mm -hmm. the hem of his garment. And this lady knew she just needs a touch from the Lord and the Lord will do the rest. And God knew I was ready. But when she did touch my hands to pray and um, I felt like I was having a heart catheterization and I did, it felt exactly like that. Mm -hmm. It felt like every part of my body heated up was like on fire and there was electricity running through my veins and she couldn't have brought that but the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. could. Mm -hmm. And so, and I didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit then. Um, I knew there was Father, Son, Holy Spirit, but it's, I really didn't know how, to, you know, how that all worked. And so she left and bottom line, I gave my life to the Lord right there in my living room. And the next day I started teaching class in a way that I thought would bring glory and honor to God. I did not know how to do it. And that's when Shape by Faith began because I'm an all or nothing person. I'm black or white. There's no gray. There's in between. You either go for it or you go home. And so I'm like, Lord, I'm going to say yes, whatever that means. I'm going to do whatever you want. But I, I want to teach fitness classes in a way that will bring glory and honor to you. And I don't know how to do it, Lord. And so I went and I taught the class. I got in the word. I got in the New Testament. I'm like, wow, this is in here. You know, I had never read the Bible before and I, I could not get enough. It was like I was devouring the Bible and um, I would start teaching it to my daughters. But God grew shaped by faith. He had to grow me in grace because I knew nothing and I was a little rough around the edges, um, not in the way that I behaved or acted, because I could put on a really good act for a person, but just in my own mindset, in my own belief system, he had to break those down and, and really teach me uh, how to love others, um, how to be compassionate towards another person, because I was like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and go. So if you've got a injured <laughs> ankle, deal with it. You know, I did, you know, wrap your leg and come to class. What's your problem? Back it up, and sister. Really, <laughs> yeah. Go. Like, come on. You know, That's right. I was very much like that up until probably mm, about 10 years ago, even. 
And I'm still mm-hmm. like that to some respect. My, I'm hard on myself. I think we as women are hardest on ourselves. We expect mm-hmm. a lot out of ourselves. And in turn, we expect a lot out of others. And sometimes those expectations are not, you know, they're not even reachable when we put those on our family members, our children, our spouse, our friends. So um God started opening the doors to shape by faith. And I, by that, I say, as I grew in the word, I, he will give me visions. He will give me glimpses, pictures, images. And I did see myself. I can see it right now. When God gives you a vision, you can't make it up. And you'll always remember it. Um, a vision when you're, you know, you're awake. You know, a dream is when you're asleep. And so um, I saw myself teaching um, by myself out in front of this lake and it was so peaceful and calm and the Lord let me know in in my heart that's where you're gonna that's where you're going to teach and I thought am I going to teach class here what and then I thought no DVD yeah that's what I'm supposed to be doing and so I'm a go-getter like go 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 I'm like okay it's like tomorrow so I was thinking <laughs> okay we're gonna film this in a week and so yeah I met this um, yesterday. <laughs> mm-hmm, like it should have already been done. Like what's, what have I been doing my whole life? You know, and I could kick myself at time, but you know, God's timing is always perfect. He knows us. He knows our story because he wrote our story. And so I've gotten over that because I used to say, gosh, if I would have known what I know now, but you know what? I wasn't ready. Um, And so we did the first DVD, it went well, then the second and third DVD, and then there was a lapse of time. I kept teaching my fitness classes. Um, God transitioned me from the YMCA, which I absolutely love. I love their mission to a church, uh, one of the biggest churches. And um, that has been my grace growing season in my life. Um, It has been. I love, I love what I do. I love my students, but you know, sometimes it's hard to deal with people. (laughs) And so the Lord has shown me and he's, he's, he's like putting me through the fire and, and he's taken those rough things off around me. I still have some rough edges, but like, Teresa, how are you going to deal with this? You know, there was a period of time about two years. I didn't want to go teach there. I'm like, Lord, please, please, please release me from this. And it, and it was a situation behind the scenes. Okay. It had nothing to do with my students. And, um, but he didn't release me. And you know, when he releases you, because you know that, you know, it's not like, oh, you think I should go? No, it's like, you know, um, but I've learned a lot through this. Um, and you kept showing up like that's, well, that's, that's you what you do, up, right? When you say yes to God, you better show up. You know, and so, yeah, you keep doing what you're doing and you'll know when your seasons change, when it's time for change, like there's transition in the air right now. I don't know if you, you can feel it or you sense it. God's doing something. He's doing something big. We have not seen anything yet. Um, But through it all, God opened up a door for me to write my book. He, he opened up, um, in the last two years, um, these television stations that, they're airing my program. I mean, in, in one, one station is called inspiration TV and they're in the 1040 window. And that's the window of the country where it's mostly Muslim and the gospel is not being shared And there. And I just got an e- email this morning from someone in Africa saying that they watched the program and 
They don't necessarily, they like it for the exercise and the word and the combination. And it's a, it's a different shape by faith. God has tweaked it and he's still tweaking it. I don't know a lot about it still, uh, but he has opened up the doorway for me to be on all these different networks and channels. I think over 300 million in over 300 million homes. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for my mind to even wrap around. And it's just, it's, I don't know. Only God could have done that. I didn't do it. It's right. It speaks right into what we talk about here is that truly when we, when we have that surrender, God's dreams over us are so Mm -hmm. much bigger than our own, but we Mm -hmm. come up and we fight it and we want control and we just have to learn to continue to surrender and step into that faith as opposed to ungodly self-reliance. Right. Tell us also a little bit about, it sounds like, you know, you had this vision and at the same time, it, it has had a lot of tweaking <laughs> as you've gone along and, and, and that the vision itself has also been shaped as you've been shaped. Would you talk to us a little bit about that process of, you know, you in having that vision, almost like God shows you just what you need to know at that point. And then can you just share a little bit of that process of the dream developing and stepping into that and the faith that that required for you? <laughs> And well, still. yes, again, I, I'm this type of person that's like, never give up, never give up, regardless of what happens. If one door doesn't open and it closes, another door is going to open. And, and I'll tell you, I did get discouraged. Um, after I did my first DVD and I wrote my book, I thought, okay, I'm going national. Okay, here we go. Well, guess what God had to work out of me? my pride, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, Oh goodness. Um, yeah, he'd worked that pride out of me and I didn't think about it at the time. I thought I'm doing this, I'm doing this for the Lord, but really was I doing it for the Lord or doing it for Teresa, you know? And as he shows me little glimpses, now I know, I know you move forward towards the vision and you rely upon him. You know, I'm like, okay, let's write it down. Let's schedule it. Let's get it on the calendar. And let's, God doesn't operate like that. <laughs> he is in all of a sudden go now. I mean, when you least expect it, it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so he's preparing you along the way. He's preparing you like with shape by faith. I was still teaching my classes to keep myself sharp. He's putting me in front of people. I was doing a lot of speaking engagements. And that's another thing. I thought I was going to be this uh, platform speaker. Um, you know, I was I was looking at Joyce Meyer and Beth Warren. I'm like, well, I want to do that. Well, Lord, you've got me in front of people. You've got to be who God created you to be. Even though this person over here, it may be similar to what you want to do. Don't even try and think in that direction. You have to be the best version of yourself that God made you to be. So you cannot compare yourself to any other ministry. And I'll be honest, there's been times when I've been jealous and I'm, God's had to work. That I'm like, really, Lord, I'm jealous. I'm so jealous, Lord. <laughs> Please forgive me. I don't want to feel like this. And it's, and it's not necessarily even about a person. It's about a ministry. Look at them flourishing and, and they're doing what you've called them to do. But God gives us all dreams and visions. He gives us all a ministry. And the ministry is to share the gospel with the world. And however he gave you 
you know, to do that, just like the podcast that you're doing right now, God placed this in your life during this season. What does that look like 10 years down the road? I don't even think we can plan that, you know, because God is the ultimate planner. So we just go in the direction of our dream and vision. And if you mess up, you mess up. I've messed up many times. I'm like, oh, guess that wasn't it. I, I will tell you that first DVD, it was a lesson for me. We had found a place that I thought was a picture of what I saw. And it was at my friend's home. It's where we did our first triathlon. And I'm like, she's got this mile long lake. They water ski on it. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. This is the place. This is it. We went out there to film. It was disastrous. Absolutely disastrous. <laughs> I'm like, what? And so we were out there from eight in the morning until five. And the same young man who did my DVD, three DVDs, he left discouraged. And um, I remember my friend went in her house and they had these big rocks and I'm just standing on top of them. And I, I just put my arms up. I'm like, Lord, please forgive me. This was about me, wasn't it? This was all about me. And it mm -hmm. was not about you. And although you gave me the vision, I sure did mess it up. So it took a year after that, almost almost a year in the location one day one day it was on a Saturday I told my husband Robin the Lord wants us to find that location he's like Teresa I've got a mother grass. <laughs> and I'm like I know but please just get in get in the car with he's like where are we going I said I have no idea I have no idea Robin knows me by this point he's like okay here we go and so we're, we're driving around out in the country I'm like well there's a little pond and he'd get out and he would he would walk through the high grass and good man look around Matt, and Robin yes he's like there's there's probably snakes around here you don't want to do it here and we're looking around and all of a sudden God brought to my mind one person and I, he brought to my mind this person. I'm like, Lord, why are you bringing to mind? You've got to listen to the Lord, okay? When you're searching for the vision mm. that God gave you. He brought this person to my mind. It sounded crazy. I'm like, I don't know. I called his home from our car and his son answered and said, well, dad doesn't even have a cell phone. <laughs> and he said, he's out on the property. And I'm like, well, what property? And he said, well, it's out by this golf course. Da, da, da. I said, well, if your dad comes in or if you can get a hold of him, can you please have him call me? Within five minutes, I received a phone call from this man. He said, if you can come now, you can see my property. We drove there. It took about 20 minutes. We stepped out of the car and Robin and I both knew. We're like, oh, Lord, thank you. So, oh, this is this is it. And this is holy ground. And it was amazing. We did a video there. Um, one take only, although this person made me do it over. I'm like, hey, it was good the first time. The Holy Spirit <laughs> was in it. So you've got to listen to the voice of the Lord. And it's just like that. And it may seem like that's like that sounds crazy, Lord. I mean, just do it. Check it out. So that's how I do things. You are so good discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit. And that's a, a Bible study I did with Teresa a couple of years ago that had a, a really a profound impact on me. It was discerning the voice of God. I'm like, Teresa is so good at this. Teach me all your ways. And it's just constantly just surrendering and, and not being, not thinking we're the hero. Right. Um, right. if you could talk to yourself 10 years ago, 
what advice would you give yourself? Don't be so hard on yourself and don't be so hard on others and easily and quickly forgive. Do mm-hmm. not hold any offense. Don't even hold it for an hour. Get rid of it. Um, you know, there, there, there's things in my past that I was still holding on to and I was adopted and that we won't get into that story or anything like that. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like when you're going through a car wash and you've gone through a really, really good car wash, a car wash that can get the bugs off your windshield and they can get the undercarriage. Like in this undercarriage, in, in the bottom of my heart, I was holding these things in there. And, you know, God is like, you have to uproot those. Let me help you do that, Teresa. And it, and it felt like if, if and I, Ladies, you haven't had this, but if you have, if you've ever had chest tubes, um, after my second open heart surgery, they pull them out. They give you a quick shot of morphine because it feels like there's fish hooks being pulled through your body. And and I'm not joking. That's the way it felt. It's it's not a pleasantry, but it's kind of like that when God is uprooting something that's kind of been down in there deep, but it only hurts for a little while. And once that's out, it's out for good. And so back in 10 years ago, and I would even say 20 years ago, don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so hard on other people. You know, I think sometimes we put these high expectations because we have high expectations of our own selves. So don't do that. You know, they're not you. They don't think like you. They don't have the same, it's a, you know, we're supposed to work together as a body and that includes our family. You know, I'd put these high expectations in my mind, you know, uh, maybe on my family members and they would disappoint time and time again. But that forgiveness is a big deal. It unlocks the heart and it brings you complete freedom. Mm. And what would you say, if what would you tell someone who wanted to know, what would be the most important tool or belief that would lead someone towards living a fulfilling life? What would you tell them? Well, I would remind them of Jeremiah 29, 11, that, that God has great plans for you, mm-hmm. plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future and, and hold on to trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, Teresa, <laughs> Uh, in all your ways, acknowledge God and he will direct your path. I think the biggest thing is placing your trust in the Lord, keeping your eyes focused on him. Because before I was a Christian, I didn't. I was just out there floundering around thinking I knew it all when I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't making an impact for the kingdom of God. I was self-serving. I was all about me, me, me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, as we, as we do what we're called to do, we should be pointing to Jesus in everything. And I'm not necessarily saying, okay, here's a scripture verse, just like I quoted, or here's this and this, but you know, in the way that we live life, in the way that we handle situations, um, in the way we are with our family, that's first, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm, so good. And would you have ever imagined shape by faith would be as <laughs> wide and deep as it is? I mean, it's un- 300 million viewers, people. This is just like, it's amazing. If you haven't checked it out, 
Some, this, this woman is just a gift and I mm-hmm. encourage you to check it out check out shaped by faith. She has her own website. Um, you, you still do some Facebook lives. I do once in a while, but I, I'm mainly back to teaching, you know, in-person mm-hmm. classes, but yes. And I do, yes. I still have dreams and visions. I do want to be in a Christian movie one day. I do believe that will happen. So we need to hook you up with Kirk Cameron, right? He, and he yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I love sure. it. Priscilla Shire, right? That's She's right. Awesome. That's right. She is awesome. You absolutely will. Would you have ever imagined that it, that you would be where you are today? Not with Shade by Faith. No, no, not at all. Um, but you know, when, when you're a child, if you can kind of think back, God, God is even preparing you then. And I can remember what I was doing then. And we would play church and then I'd have a fitness aspect to my church. So I was like, (laughs) God is preparing us for our future. Mm -hmm. He always is for the next thing. And we're never retired and we're never, I'm just going to sit down and take it easy because I've done this for so many years. I mean, I'm going on 58 and I think I've just begun. I mean, seriously, seriously. I wish I would have known a long time ago how to walk with the Lord, but that wasn't in my story, you know? You would never guess that Teresa's 58. She looks like she's about 28, but that's the light of the Lord, right? It's amazing. (laughs) It renews our strength. Yeah. Yeah. What advice would you give to our listeners? One question we love to ask towards the end is just asking, you know, what would you, what is the advice you would give to our listeners to water their own grass? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I think I I brought that up a little bit. I touched on it a little bit. Be who God created you to be. Mm. Nothing less, nothing more. There's that higher, higher expectation. But Mm. be who God created you to be, the best version that God created. And so we never arrive. You know what I'm saying? We're always progressing. We're always maturing. We're always learning something new. Um, We can't live off the coattails of our parents We cannot live off of their faith or our grandparents or our friends. We live by faith, by the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, I would say get to know who God is. Read the word, water your grass, feed your soul by reading the word. And -hmm. God is going to give you a lot of wisdom just in that, in Proverbs and in Psalms. Um, If you really want to grow and mature and really know who you're supposed to be, I believe you have, you have an idea who you're supposed to be, but you know, if you really want to mature, just read the word, just read the word. A lot of people are not reading the word. They're, they're depending upon hearsay or they're going to church and and they're hearing it, but they're not themselves diving into the word. Mm -hmm. So get into the word. So good. Well, we're so grateful for your time and for sharing and uh, just the gift that you are to all of us. And I thank you for all the mentorship you've given me and I'll continue to look to you as a, as a mentor in my life. So thank you all so much for joining us this week on Girl Water Your Grass. We'll see you next week.